Hey friends, welcome to episode 22 of Sprouting in STEM, the podcast about young people in science. I'm Audrey Farrell. I'm Matthew Murphy, and this week we could talk about teas, trees, and free journals, please. <laughs> you couldn't do it with a straight face. <laughs> yeah, now you've experienced what I've experienced, which is when you edit, especially for like longer episodes, you get very much like hyper aware of all the weird like things you do when you speak, like all your speech patterns. Yeah. Like... I become so very much aware of how consistently I say like and but and um and all this shit and I like <laughs> I like now that I'm talking about it I'm noticing it while I'm talking about it and I'm like fuck I had an interesting conversation about this the other day in my talking science class Ooh. because I had a I started chatting with this one kid in my class and turns out he's from California and he was saying that the whole like 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 this like that mm. is a california thing oh no it's an everywhere thing it's okay he said it started out as a california thing mm. but then with the rise of tv in hollywood mm. that was what people were watching and they picked it all up so it's spread across everywhere yeah but it's originally a california thing i mean it's just a filler word yeah like there are different filler words everywhere but he was saying that to him it's just like normal and it's not really something that you know is bad speech it's just his dialect oh so maybe so he was kind of like annoyed that mm. it's become an issue now mm. or rather something to look down upon when to him it's just you know his native it's just how you speak yeah yeah speech so i thought that was kind of interesting it's fluid and changes oh yeah we're gonna have to postpone and when you're editing just when we actually get to taste the tea oh i forgot i'm doing that thanks <laughs> It shouldn't take you as long as last time. I will I will improve. Hey, every step is a better step. Yeah. That's it, a good yeah. motto. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe not everyone, but ideally. Yeah. In the in the big picture. You're learning. The big steps, not the little steps, mm. but the big steps. Mm. It's like a cha cha it's a, a conga line, not a tango. What? Yeah. <laughs> You know, conga line, you're always going forward. <laughs> okay. Okay, I guess. A tango, do you not... Do you go backwards? Are you thinking of like a salsa? Or a cha-cha? You do step backward in those. I... Uh, I can't remember how to tango. I don't know. A waltz, you also step All I know backwards. is that it takes two. <laughs> uh, how was your week going? It's been fine. I've gotten into the habit of having my meetings when my advisor is supposed to be having office hours mm. and that i'll just like go right after our class together so i do that on tuesdays mm-hmm. and then like we talk and discuss and then i aim to go back on thursdays but then i don't do anything in that one day between yeah where i'm like uh, <laughs> i don't know what you want to talk about that's why i liked my tuesday friday schedule but it's also that we also chat on slack constantly mm-hmm. like about our work yeah. So, like, everything that I do do, I send him on Slack. So, we've kind of already talked about it. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah, I guess my work's a little less, like, collaborative in that sense. And especially now that I'm writing my thesis. Mm-hmm. Like, group meetings, I'm supposedly, I haven't been doing a great job at this, but, like, presenting what I'm working on writing so that, like, to help focus, you know? And then on, like, my one-on-ones, it's more nitty-gritties. But... Yeah, Tuesday, Tuesday, Friday was a really nice schedule for that. 
because there's always space between to get a lot of work done. Mm-hmm. So I get a lot of work done on like Monday nights and I get a lot of work done on Thursday nights. Always the night before. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, because my... <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get because, it. Because, yeah, my Tuesday nights are crazy. My Wednesday nights are when we record this podcast and then I do my problem sets that are due Thursday. So Thursday night I get all my work done and then I do all my work for the beginning of the week on over the weekend and then do research Monday night. What do you think has been your biggest challenge in writing this thesis so far? My Oh, my God. Uh, probably being a perfectionist. <laughs> I I mean, part of it's to my advantage because when I was started writing my thesis, I started with the methods section. It's literally the only part I've written because I'm behind. But I started writing and I just was so hung up on everything being perfect that I was like very paying so much attention to minute details so it was a very slow process actually getting it written but it did pay to my favor in that i found an error (laughs) in my thesis like in my research that i then spent like three weeks correcting Mm -hmm. and and re-implementing in all of my code and remaking all of the plots that i had made because it's slightly different now and all this so there is something to be said for paying attention Mm -hmm. but even after that just getting words on paper was so hard for me because I had this like image in my mind of what scientific writing sounds like. And so I really want to like uphold that and match that. And it, I feel like I don't want to waste a single word. But that is so hard to do in a first draft because people don't do that in first drafts. The reason that good scientific writing sounds the way it does is because it's been edited a lot. Yeah. So it's unreasonable to think that that's what it's going to sound like in your first draft. And I need to get better at disregarding the little thing that says in like my brain that's like... That doesn't sound right. Maybe let's think about this one sentence for 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe let's not do that instead. And we'll just keep keep moving and writing and we'll fix it later. <sighs> one of my pipe dreams in my career mm. is to make scientific language a little less blocky. Mm. And you can dive into like barriers of entry stuff and all that. Mm. But I'm kind of trying to apply that to my thesis. Mm. And even my advisor kind of agreed that thesis language is vastly different than publication language yeah so i (laughs) i sent him a message i was like hey do you think it'd be appropriate um as i'm writing about a specific coordinate system that i use and how choosing to use these coordinates fixes like two otherwise present issues Mm -hmm. i was like would it be okay if i said that i could kill two birds with a very elegant stone (laughs) in my thesis he's like you know why not? Yeah, because you're not, first off, you're not cramped for space. No. In a publication, you're working on very strict, like, you you got to be as compact and concise as possible mm-hmm. while still being accurate and getting your point across. Whereas your thesis, you've got as much room to breathe as you want. You can kind of go crazy with it. You think you'll end up publishing your thesis? Mm. The big P word? In what? <laughs> I don't know. No. No? It's not really a publication. It's, I don't think it's really meant to be public. Well, I make it publicly available, probably, because other people could use it, especially other people within my lab group. Mm-hmm. Like, when I when I eventually leave, someone's going to continue, at least vaguely, the project I'm working on. And I should hope the tool I've developed for the past, like, year, year we'll and a half, used. will be used a little bit. That might be nice. Definitely. I mean, I'll make it publicly available, but it's not a publication. It's not designed to go in, like, physics review letters or anything. Interesting. Yeah, that's a different thing. That's for later. Someday. Maybe this year. Maybe 2020 is my year for my first publication. Yeah? Yeah, I think it might be. We're getting there. If I stay at Stony Brook and continue my current project for the summer, I might be able to get one out. On what you're doing now or something different? What I'm doing now. Okay. 
We'll see. We'll see. That's well, mostly that's exciting. Not up to me. <laughs> yeah. But also valid. It would be exciting. But apparently, Navid's giving a talk for SPS right now. And apparently he called me out, but I don't know about what, and I don't know if it's good. So I'm, I need, it's funny. I need to know if I'm being roasted. <laughs> okay, this is what he said. He said, "If if any of you know Audrey, this is her project, and if she was here, I would embarrass her about it. But she's not, so what's the point?" That's not really a call out. Well, I guess it is. It's it's a good call out. It's friendly. He would embarrass me about it. Friendly and gentle. We got a new plant in the family. Plant update. Plant update. New plant. We went on a late night plant buying adventure last night when I had too much coffee in my system. You had one Americana. No. Well, I had coffee in the morning. You think I didn't have other coffee that day? But then I had an Americano at like 7 p.m. And it showed, I think, in our like 9.30 p.m. plant buying adventures. You you were a little excited to be there. Well, because there were also plants around, which is very exciting. See if there's any more roasts coming my way. Oh no! Not as roast as this tea you're about to drink. Is it cool enough to drink? I don't know. Are you prepared for this tea? No. We've got a we've got a, an intense tea today. We should have a name for our what? tea segment. Tea review. <laughs> tea review. Yeah, it's like meme review. Tea review. I don't know what that is. Oh, people do like meme reviews on like YouTube and shit. And they always do a clap. Meme review. Mm. It's like a thing. It's a thing. So I am we, a we, youth. We could do, I don't know. No, nah, I like alliteration. Alliteration? Yeah. Tea. Tea time. Well, tea time is just tea a thing. Tea tirade. Uh, but what if we like the tea? Then it's not a tirade. Tea. Tea talks? Tea talks. Tea talk. Tea testing. It's like, it's like real talk. We're like teeter. What? I don't know. <laughs> teeter. Right, we'll do tea talks. Tea talk. Tea talk. It's kind of hard to say. What? But I dig it. It's like TikTok, but tea talk. Tea talk. Tea talk. Tea talk. Because it's just it's taking t-talk. like my. <laughs> Forgive me for my lack of English. Mm-hmm. The thing my mouth is doing, <laughs> it like just. U turns. <laughs> tea talk. Tea talk. It's like back and forth. Tea talk. I guess it is a little bit, because you got to use the back of your tongue for the K sound. So yeah, we've got a rather, uh, dare I say, controversial tea today. I uh, I think it's not controversial in that there's no disagreement about it. No one likes it. <laughs> no, that's not true. Everyone's confounded by it. How about that? Do you remember the name of it? It's um a smoky lapsang other word. Let me look it up. So imagine you have a nice lovely campfire with your friends. And the next morning so you're looking for a good drink to really start your day off. So you just take your cup and you dig it into the ash and pour some water in. And that's what it smells like. It's a smoked tea. It's a smoked tea. Which I've never heard of before. Smoked, uh, smoke dried over pinewood f- fires, imparting a distinctive flavor of smoky pine. I dig pine. I dig pine. Still hot. I'm nervous about this tea. Like, I can't imagine a flavor. It's such a strong... <laughs> smoke. It smells like liquid smoke. Yeah. And it's so strong that I can't imagine it's an edible thing, let alone a drinkable thing. 
Because they always say that smell enhances the flavor. So that makes me a little afraid of the flavor. I know. I'm like, am I just going to be wiped out by this tea right now? It feels way too hot to drink still. It sure was boiling like 10 minutes ago. Oh. Oh. It's different than I expected. Let's see. Actually, I don't hate it. Okay, the aftertaste is just like that smell, but in your mouth. (laughs) But I don't hate it. I think... Weird. Yeah. I can't resolve the smell and the taste in my brain very well, though. So I'm getting both. Because I'm tasting exactly what I'm smelling, but in taste form. (laughs) Does that make any sense? It's... But the initial taste is kind of nice. It's kind of nice. The aftertaste is a little bit rancid. I'll have to try more. Wait. Round two. I think it's better on the second taste. Yeah, I got a bigger sip. I think if if you take like a a tentative sip. There's not as much aftertaste either. Yeah. So you gotta gotta go for it. I can't imagine myself drinking this regularly. It's kind of sitting nicely like. But I don't mind it. With me, you know? Like, I'm warm, and, like, it's a very comforting, like, sensation to drink I feel like tea. if I were in a cabin, yeah, I would love this. It's a cabin tea. It's it, a cabin tea. I have another tea. It's, like, a fancy chai tea that I always say is, like, drinking a log cabin, but more in, like, a vibe kind of way. This is more literal, drinking a log cabin. Like, yeah. the wood, the, like, sap. It's all there. It's all there. The fire inside. <laughs> it's all there. It's got, like, a weird amount of... I guess because it's just so smoked, I it's making me think about bacon while I'm drinking it a little bit. <laughs> Does that make sense? Because, like, that's the other f- flavor I associate with, like, very very smoky. Interesting. you get, like, applewood smoked bacon and all that shit. That's, like, the other flavor I associate with, with liquid smoke. And so I... It ha- like, this tea is, like, making me, like, feel like I'm eating bacon a little bit in a weird way that I don't know if I love. But like the actual just pure, just like sipping it, it's kind of nice. I'm kind of getting a sweetness from it. Yeah. I thought it would be more bitter. I think by smelling it, I also expected it to be salty. Salty? Because I have that like smoky... I can't imagine a salty ...cured tea. meat association. But uh, yeah, I definitely don't hate it as much as I thought I would. I'm gonna need some more. Ooh. I feel like hmm. this would be horrible if it weren't warm though. Can you imagine this is a cold drink? No. No. It wouldn't work. Not at all. It needs to be a hot drink. You couldn't make iced tea with this. Oh, that'd be terrible. I don't know how to rate this. Because I feel like I want to give it a high rating. It's on a different scale. But that's mostly because I'm so surprised. I'll give it... Hmm. I feel like it's very... like in fa- As far as just a tea I would drink, it's pretty middle of the road. It's definitely not my favorite tea ever. But I'm surprised I don't hate it. Um, yeah, on my personal scale, mm. I'd give it a five and a half. Yeah. But in terms of uniqueness and style points, <laughs> I'm giving it an eight out of ten. Ooh, style points. It is definitely a unique tea. I have not tasted another tea like that. Granted, I, I bet this tastes like a lot of other smoked teas, but I think this is like the most kind of generic smoked tea. Lapsang Sochang or something. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think this also this exact tea is one we got in London, which means it's also quite old. <laughs> it's probably not the freshest tea you've ever drank, but that's okay. I'm pretty sure my roommate danced with some lady in a tea shop while she tried to sell him this tea, 
then it worked. We yeah, have the we tea. Have it. <laughs> but some of that character and vibe transferred through. That's what you're tasting. The I'm tasting energy. I'm tasting the vibes. Yeah. Of great salesmanship. <laughs> and dance. Uh, they were doing the tango. What are we talking about this week, Matt? What if we just started a sub podcast of tea reviews? It's only tea. Remove all of the science. Loki, I'd be down. <laughs> we're not doing another podcast. The other one would be so much more low-key, though. <laughs> we just taste a different tea and talk about it. Become tea connoisseurs. We can start a blog. What's the tea equivalent of, like, a sommelier? A what? The wine person. I don't know. I don't know what word you just spoke to me. It's like a person who's good at tasting wines. I don't remember how to spell that. Tea sommelier. A sommelier. Sommelier. Okay, so what's the equivalent of that for tea? Maybe there isn't one. Tea, some... Uh, oh, perhaps there is. Oh, no, it's literally just called a tea sommelier. <laughs> Som- sommelier. 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 It's French. I don't fucking know. Yeah, I, 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 I gathered that. I can't do French. I can't do... Only Latin. Oh, no French, only Latin. <laughs> yeah, how does that translate to Latin? Uh, it doesn't. No? Fuck off. All right. I keep expecting it to be different every time. <laughs> every time I take a, a sip, I expect tea. it to taste like other tea, and it doesn't. It's very distinct. This week, we, I wanted to talk a little bit about the great outdoors, because I am visiting two schools. I have a question. What? Do you believe in Bigfoot? No. Okay. Continue. Um, <laughs> I, I am visiting two schools in the next week, and both of them on their schedule include a hike. As does my... One in two weeks. Yeah. It's like s- seemingly common, I guess. Oh, yeah. So the point that I presume brought this up, hmm. I made to Audrey a couple weeks ago. I think that... it was like four days ago, but I don't know. Either way, <laughs> I've never met, I hesitate to say scientist because it's mostly just been astrophysicists. Yeah. We meet physicists more that so than. That doesn't love to hike. Yeah. They all love hiking. It's just a safe assumption. It's the thing to do. It's a really safe bet. If you're trying to think of a thing to do with a bunch of physicists, like just take them outside. Hiking. Yeah. Why do you think that is? I think mainly it's just that being people into science, we're kind of attuned to the natural world. Yeah. I don't know. I don't touch the natural world. <laughs> like I do, but not on a scale that I can see outside. What do you mean? Because like, you yourself love hiking. I love hiking. I, I would feel- count that as the natural world. Well, no, no, no. Not, I'm not saying hiking is not the natural world. Then I'm confused what you I'm mean. I'm saying, like, accelerator research is not the natural world. It kind of is, because the whole process of science hmm. is dedicated to the natural world. Yeah, I guess. It's, it's like taking what we see around us and trying to understand Natural world in, like, the broadest sense. Yeah, the broadest sense. I always thought it was because most of us work in basement labs. That is also... Like, Although one could argue that of most professions, scientists travel quite a lot you travel quite a lot but like your actual day-to-day work is like for me at least on a computer yeah but one could compare that to office jobs that do the same thing without the travel that's true do office people not like hiking i'd say less proportionately so yeah i i have we have no numbers to back this up well this is purely anecdotal it's a hypothesis and if there's anything we're good at in science is forming hypotheses i don't know like i i do love hiking myself I really enjoy it. 
I always I always thought of it as like an opportunity to just like detach a little bit. So that's like how I saw it. Like I if I'm out in nature, I'm trying very hard not to think about my work. It's like a coordinated effort and a very good excuse to not and to like I I like hiking with other people, but I also like going by myself. So like if I'm going by myself, I always like put in an audiobook or a podcast and it's just brain off time. But if I'm going with other people, I'm like, this is a time to have, like, a really good conversation that I don't usually get because we don't have time. Mm-hmm. This is, like, dedicated time. I can, like, talk to my friends, which is really nice. I'm kind of at the boat where if I'm by myself, I kind of prefer to just have the natural sounds coming in. Yeah. Sometimes, it, even when I'm driving, mm-hmm. and it may just because I'm a car person, like, I like to listen to my car while I drive. <laughs> but the same applies to hiking. Yeah. If I finally get the chance to go out and like listen to the birds chirping, yeah, I want to want to waste that on some song I could listen to in my basement. Hmm. I feel like hiking is one of the very few things that you could actively do without actively thinking about. Yeah, because walking's so natural. Yeah, that you don't have to you don't have to think about it. Like running, you at least have to think about like continuing to run. Yeah. To keep running. Or if you're like painting or reading or something yeah. like that. Yeah, it's a very conscious effort. Hiking, yeah. it's very easy to shut off mm-hmm. and just keep going. That's true. It's very nice. And it's, I mean, we don't we don't have to sell the fact that hiking is good and nice for people. That's kind of uncontested. It's like a very calming environment to be in. You don't have to think about what you're doing. You can just kind of shut off and go and enjoy what's around you without really overanalyzing. And I think that is like a good suggestion as to a reason that at least the people we know that are mostly like physicists, other scientists, and very like cerebral, cognitively focused people, it's nice to not do that. And it's also great to sell a school to someone. (laughs) It's effective. (laughs) Because the natural world is going to be so much better than any... 40 year old building you have on campus <laughs> for me i know stony brook is not really a known for its natural scenery definitely not but i there's like a a park you can walk to avalon park it's like a mile to walk to it was that part across... of stony brook's open house no it wasn't part of the stony brook open house which i'm honestly it Here's a message to the young Stony Brook people listening, because this is like the biggest missed opportunity I ever have discovered on this campus, because they don't, it's not accessible. They literally put up a fence so that it's less accessible. If you cross the train tracks, like go through the forest, cross the train tracks, and go out like down a residential neighborhood, you can walk to Avalon Park. And it is full of trails if you go far, like, it's got a bunch of, like, levels, essentially, where, like, roads divide it. So the first one is, like, pretty developed. There's, like, wooden boardwalks and concrete paths and all this. The next one is a little more, like, it's dirt paths, but it's still pretty well-traveled. And the third one's just straight-up, like, hiking trails. If I had found that park sooner, I would have been so much happier throughout my time at Stony Brook. Like, I didn't really discover Avalon until junior year second half of junior year and i i really wish i had known it was there sooner and like actually gone like i knew it was there but i never really mm-hmm. justified going but i try and go for a walk in avalon like once a week if i can if not more than that over winter break when i had a little more downtime i was going there like every other day and it's so good for you <laughs> to just like be outside and just not be in your shitty apartment, not be in your shitty lab, not be staring at your computer, trying to get your code to run by sheer force of will. Like it's <laughs> yeah. it's so much better. 
That's one of the hugest things, at least in terms of differences that I noticed between Stony Brook and elsewhere, mm. especially throughout this whole application process where you're looking at what they're trying to sell you, mm-hmm. especially schools in the Southwest. Their whole brochure, I guess you could say, mm. was like two thirds their program, one third everything around the campus. Yeah. Stony Brook is, doesn't have a town. Not at all. It doesn't have yeah. a town. It doesn't have much natural wonder. Yeah. It even doesn't have including uh, culture. It doesn't have any uh, community. <laughs> it does, but like in little subways. It, and it's very hard to find. It's why Stony Brook has so much trouble like getting people to know each other. It's a consistent problem. Just go onto our subreddit. The first post after like the moderator rules is a looking for friends master post on a thirty thousand person campus. Like it shouldn't be that hard to find friends. And I and hope yet... we're not. I hope we're not discouraging explicitly anyone from considering no. Stony Brook University. Stony Brook's been great. I think they're just not advertising some of their biggest benefits, which is that you can. You, it's not easy, and they're actively trying to keep you from doing it because they put up a fence this year. But you can walk to Avalon and to Stony Brook Village and like actually be like try and be, get a little involved in the community. Is it private land? No, well, it's LIRR. You have to cross like on foot. You have to cross the railroad, okay. and I think they're trying to get people to stop doing that. Okay. Right? But in order to go around it, you make it a one-mile walk into like a four-mile walk. So like no one's gonna do that. That might not be uh, geographically correct, but like it, it's <laughs> significantly longer to go around because you'd have to go all the way down to the train station in order to cross the train tracks without just walking across them. Mm-hmm. And heads up, you can hear when a train's coming. And even when you go to the train station, you're still walking across the tracks. Yeah, but they have like the gate that closes when the train's about still. to come. It's, I think it's probably a liability issue or something. Oh, yeah. So, for sure. like, it's frustrating because. So it's I literally feel about like street signs. Yeah, it's literally that crossing at the back of like our apartment complex is the mo- quickest, most efficient, and prettiest way to get off this campus. <laughs> and they're trying to bar it off. It's really frustrating. But I, I wish I had known that park was there sooner and that you could, with some difficulty, walk to it without mm-hmm. a car. Because I don't, I don't like driving places. If I have to drive somewhere, I'm less likely to go. Like you can drive to the park. Yeah, Mm -hmm. but I'm less likely to do it. And it's been really valuable to just take time to not be working. Which I think think that physicists and scientists in general have a lot of trouble not working at any given time. It's very much convenient to just always be thinking about your research or or your work or your... Whatever you're doing in science. Like like the class you're going to teach, the lecture you're going to give, the poster you're going to present, the thesis you're going to write. It's so easy to just not ever stop churning out yeah like more and more ideas and more and more ways to say things special shout out to everyone putting out a hubble proposal due friday oh no everyone's pulling all-nighters a this special week. shout out to all the people going to the aps march meeting that just got canceled Ooh. sorry that's rough bud mm-hmm. yeah the american physical society canceled their big march meeting with ten thousand scheduled attendees i saw 30 pretty... hours in advance I saw a pretty interesting conversation about that. Yeah. I don't know if it was APS specifically. Yeah. But it might have been another conference, but the same issue. And it was that because these are getting canceled, you're kind of robbing young people in their careers like us mm-hmm. from having that very formative experience. I'm so glad I've been to an APS conference. Yeah. 
I'm so glad. Even though it might not be in the field that I end up pursuing, like it doesn't even matter, having that experience of going and presenting a scientific poster to other scientists is such an, a concept that you don't really get that often as an undergrad especially. And like going to all the plenary talks, going to all the sessions, even just in like tea times and like receptions, going and talking to other people in your field is so valuable. And it's so hard to do as an undergrad that like even the fact that I've been to an APS conference as an undergrad is not that common. Uh, yeah, it is, it is really upsetting when they cancel things and you know that opportunity is not going to come up again for a really long time for you. Oh, yeah. It is sad. Just rough. But that's why you got to wash your hands. Yeah, everyone everyone be washing your hands. I just saw a news article that the one guy in New York City who came down with mm. COVID-19, mm. he apparently, quote unquote, ignored his supposed to be isolation mm. and went to a business event. Mm. So now nine more people have it in the city. I have, I have a lot of problems with the way coronavirus is being is being portrayed in the news and and in just the way it's being talked about a lot i i take issue with it because no one's talking about a lot of social issues that i'm very passionate about that relate to coronavirus directly maybe the reason that someone doesn't quarantine themselves when they contract a virus is because we don't have affordable health care and no one's talking about it like, I can't take two weeks off and afford to live. And I also don't have good health insurance that would let me go visit a hospital if I were sick. And even if you were to go visit a hospital, there's a huge issue with even just getting tested for it. Yeah. It's going to cost you a shit ton. Yeah. If you can even get access to it. I I have a lot of issues with American healthcare, and that is not what this podcast is about. Speaking of that, <laughs> don't forget to register to vote. Yeah, everyone register to vote. New York, if you're in New York, our primary is on April 28th. Make sure you're voting. Bring... That was the 22nd. Is it the 22nd? I thought it was the 28th. It may be. Don't quote me. I'm looking it up now. Yeah, look it up. It's important. Um, New yeah, speaking of that, I got to remember to change my polling location. So you can vote here? No, no, no. So I can vote in November. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, April 28th. Oh. New York. My whole day today has been full of conversations about politics, just constantly. Like, I, I was up, I was at work at 8.30, and I was recording a talk on some kind of math stuff that I wasn't paying attention to, because I was, like, almost brought to angry tears, thinking about if we get a um, a brokered convention. It made me so hot and angry that I, like, almost started crying in the middle of a math lecture I was recording. <laughs> That's the kind of day I've had. Happy Wednesday. Well... Take a nice sip of tea. My smoky, smoky tea. It's relaxation time. I did go for a walk today on a walk with a friend, and we continued to talk about politics. <laughs> it's fine. We also talked a fair bit about quantum mechanics, which is a great talk to have. I got to a point where I was like, I'm having a conversation about quantum mechanics. Cool. What an interesting topic. of Because it's not something you can talk about to everybody. I know. For all the things that academia does wrong... There's something to be said for finding someone in like an adjacent field that has enough know-how to understand and process like your shit, but doesn't directly know about it. So you can just explain things real quick back and forth. 
and be like, oh, this is this and how that works. Isn't that cool? And they're like, oh, yeah, that's super cool because they have enough background to actually like to follow it without taking all the courses you've had to take. Mm -hmm. But like you still get to kind of like have that conversation. It's really fun. Talked a lot about standard Martin. Nope. Standard Standard Martin. Standard Martin, you know. Uh, Standard model particle physics today, which is great. Cool. I wish I knew more. Probably shouldn't have dropped particle physics, but like I wanted to sleep a little more. Oh, they had a class on it? Yeah, yeah. Nuclear and particle physics is the full class. So it's a bit of both. But it was at 8.30 in the morning, so. I respect it. Yeah. You're a senior. You gotta live. I know. I gotta sleep. <laughs> I've not been sleeping enough this week. Can you tell? A little bit. A little That's bit. what the Americanos are for. What the Americanos are for, and the smoky, smoky tea. It's kind of getting to my brain now. Yeah. Like I'm feeling that feeling of after you've been sitting in a campfire smoke for an hour, <laughs> you're gonna get a headache for a bit. I have like. That's where I'm at. The smoky smell is still in my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> where like. I feel like I'm breathing smoke into my nose. Does that make sense? Yeah. <laughs> this tea is for sure an experience. We can recommend it just based on that. Yeah, try it once. Yeah. You might like it. Don't knock it till you try it. It's pretty wild. It's I've I'm glad we tried it. Yeah. I'll say that. You made us flip a coin to see if we'd try it. Yeah. Now next week we have to do cardamom. Okay. It was between this smoky tea and a cardamom tea, and Matt made us flip a coin because he didn't want to commit. That's fair. We can do that next week. I'm fine with that. I can't even think about next week. Can't do it. Oh, I have an exam in a week, apparently. I only found out today. <laughs> Speaking of universal health care. Oh, my God. How do you feel about universal access to science? <laughs> That's not a segue. That's word association. Yeah. Okay. You got a problem? Um... Matt's talking about a paywall he ran into this week. I am really... It's not just this week. It's something I've run into many a times. Yeah. Looking at you, Elsevier Science Direct, in that... So I have a paper due next Thursday. Mm. And I'm writing about a new method of detection for exoplanets. And it all kind of came to fruition in that they discovered a new planet for the first time using this technique. Mm. And I would love to base my paper on that report. But of course, it's a big result, so it gets published in Nature. Mm. But you know what you got to do to read it in Nature? Mm. You got to pay $10. Yeah. Do you know what you should do is email the authors. I am going to do that. Yeah. Paywalls are really frustrating. It's weird because the whole business model of science publishing, Mm. if you took it out of the context of science, makes absolutely no sense. Mm. And that a journal is getting content from someone for free the producer of that content is literally giving the journal their stuff they're getting the colleagues of that producer to edit it for them journals not paying for that then the journal's publishing it and then selling it back to the producers to consume yeah it's really weird and like i feel like the whole foundation of science relies so much on open communication like that's how we move forward like if one person tried to do all of science they couldn't so you need to have a very vast network of scientists all working on their own small problems but communicating their results to each other in order to move forward and you really can't do that if no one can afford to read the articles but in reality it's not usually the actual scientists paying for for the articles it's their institutions like stony brook has a deal with 
whatever Elsevier and nature and everything. And Not with nature astronomy. No? No. Oh, tragic. I tried and tried that I do. You couldn't get it through the library at all? Nope. Wow. Damn. That's really... Uh, it's just whatever. Unfortunate. Know. Yeah, it's it's super frustrating. And I, I've been there before where I've like tried to... Usually not for my, my like physics, for my research. There haven't been that many scenarios where I can't find something on archive or something. Mm-hmm. But working on other stuff, stuff for adjacent classes, mm-hmm. where I actually... It's usually when I have to write a paper. I can't find any articles I actually <laughs> can read. Because they're all locked up behind the paywall. It's like a system built entirely on prestige. Yeah. If you're going to review a paper for a big journal... You're not going to get paid much, but it's an honor to do it. And the same is with publishing to it. It's an honor to do it. You're getting nothing out of it but clout. It's like when you hire, you or you like get an artist to make something for you without paying them on the basis of exposure. Mm-hmm. It's very similar It's to exactly that, like that. Which isn't how life works. But in reality, it's different because artists don't get federal funding to do their work all year round. So it's a little bit different. Scientists are less dependent on that. Pay your artist friends. That is my point. Pay your artists, don't pay your journals. Email the author of that paper and get them to send it to you. I was going to do it today, Hmm. but then it was like three in the afternoon. (laughs) And like I said before, I'm not one to send afternoon emails. Schedule send it tonight. You can schedule send it on your phone right now. I'll wait. No. I'll wait till after. It's okay. I don't have much else to say about that, to be honest. We got like two kind of mini topics this week. Things to think about. Everyone go outside. Yeah, especially now that spring is coming. I know. I got like a mosquito bite today, I'm pretty sure. Really? It felt like it. I don't know. There were like a bunch of gnats out and everything. And I'm like, where do you guys come from? <laughs> it was like winter yesterday. <laughs> what happened? They've returned. I know. Uh, when's it a year for cicadas? Are we almost on one? I don't know. I miss cicadas. I love them. How do you feel about... Have you heard of Cicada 3301? Yes, I have. I don't think about it, though. <laughs> um, yeah, me neither. I just thought it was topical. Again, your, <laughs> your establishment of topical is just... Does it have one of the same words in it? Which is not what topical means. Because <laughs> it's a different topic. It just happens to have the same word in it. Listen... <laughs> deal with it okay thanks <laughs> yeah so i'll be away for the next week Ooh. i gotta do laundry and like pack Ooh. Uh, we will have an episode next week it'll just be recorded on kind of a weird schedule we'll have to talk about that yeah we'll work it out we'll work it out matt is editing again this week thank bailing You're me out welk we gave a plant update. We tasted the tea. We had tea talk. What, what else is there? We vaguely talked around science for like a bit. That seems like a full podcast episode to me. Yeah. I'm, I'm satisfied. <laughs> Tight. Masterfully done. We're just getting more efficient is, oh is what's happening. Welcome it's, to my master class. It's not that we're too tired to make a long, well thought out podcast episode. It's We've that just we're just getting so concisely. We're mastering the art form. Yeah. To the extent that we don't even need the hour to <laughs> record i'll just zoom through i wonder if our listeners would disagree (laughs) we had a good time do you have any closing thoughts i never have any closing thoughts oh no go outside go outside enjoy the springtime register to vote wash your hands wash your hands good night believe in bigfoot yeah
So, to our listeners, thank you. Come again. 22. Yes. 22. Wow. I like, don't know if I want to finish it, because now it's kind of lukewarm. I know. It's definitely not good cold. Our podcast is older than me now. Same. <laughs>